So, Harry. Yeah. If you got hold of a golden ticket that you could use to transport yourself into any movie mm-hmm. and just live in it for a while, mm-hmm. what movie would you choose and why? Okay, well, uh, I did have another answer prepared, but uh, you just worded it as golden ticket, so I'm going to have to say Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Oh, of course, of course. Well, I mean, it, 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 the kid in this film literally does have a golden ticket. Yeah. The, the parallels are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say Ghostbusters. Okay. Because Ghostbusters, I feel like everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's silly. You never know what's around the next corner. And nobody actually dies. This is true, yeah. So I think that'd be a pretty fun time. But thinking about that chocolate river. In, All that chocolate, Oh, yeah. my God. Even, even if you'd end up getting sucked up into the pipe or something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fine with that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to The Last Action Hero. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm the newly har- the newly harried. Fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the newly harried Mary Chapel. <laughs> <sighs> I'm the newly married Mr. Chapel. And I'm his blushing bride. <laughs> uh, you wish. Um, <laughs> yes, that is that is true. I did actually get married this weekend. So. Oh, congratulations. It was a beautiful day. Thanks. So I'm told I wasn't invited. <laughs> Shut up. You were the best man. <laughs> I was very much invited. Listen, it, it, it was. It was a lovely day. You, you, took, you took all the credit for everything going smoothly. I did. <laughs> yes. It was great. <laughs> you had all the stress of actually getting married. I got to be like, the, yeah. Take all the credit. It was fantastic. (laughs) The only bit that didn't go smoothly was the bit where we scratched a really fancy car that you weren't in. I had no part of that that at all. You weren't involved in. Didn't (laughs) went wrong. See, if I'd been driving that car, it never would have happened. (laughs) You'd be driving it. It'd be in the the river. That that is true. Yeah, (laughs) scratch free. But no, congratulations on your marriage. It was a lovely day, and uh, yes, you look beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You you look pretty good too. Thank you. Yeah, screw up well, don't we? Anyway, so I'm Harry, the host with the most muscles really i reckon i could beat you in push-ups and stuff you've said this before at some point it's gonna happen all right if you say so joining me as always the host with the most nicely arranged fat is john lucas oh well that's a that's a change of pace what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) you never complimented my flat Oh, I said fat. Oh, fat. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely arranged fat. Oh, That's how I used to describe my muscles. <laughs> oh, it's just well arranged fat. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that worked out better than expected. Uh, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so, last action hero. Yes. What do you think? Uh, well, this was this was quite something, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was technically my pick, but actually I gave my pick over to one of our lovely listeners mm-hmm. called Kate, who wrote us a really nice email about us wrapping up soon and happened to mention this was a film she'd really like us to do. And I thought, you know what? Of course. How could we not? How could we not? Mm-hmm. So uh, so we did. So thank you, Kate. For I'd never seen this before. No. It's a you? Uh, yeah, I think I had. You'd seen this before? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what did you make of it then? Uh, well, 
to be fully honest, I had seen maybe the first half an hour of this before uh-huh. before getting bored and turning it off. Ah, uh, okay, all right. This film is slow. Great concept. Mm-hmm. Some of the execution is fantastic, but a lot of it is just really, really badly paced. Yeah, I wouldn't so much say it's slow as it's long. Yeah, it's very, very. It, it, there's no, there's no earthly reason why this needs to be two hours and twenty minutes long. It take it takes a literal half hour to get started. Like, mm-hmm. there's no anybody crossing between the, the 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 cinema screen until about half an hour in, mm-hmm. which is insane because that's the the concept of the movie. They had to do all that deep character work first. They really cared <laughs> about that kid. You know? <laughs> oh, and I didn't like the kid either. No, no, the kid was a bit of an issue for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. He, he was. A big discount John Connor slash the best friend from Big. Mm-hmm. Sure. And yeah, I think we were spoiled by Big. Like you see how good a child actor can be in Big, mm-hmm. and then you get back to this kind of lower level. Yeah. Child actor. It's, it's just, just annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of my, <clears throat> I had a lot of problems with this movie. Okay, <laughs> so, cool. <yeah>. Good. <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What one <laughs> of my major ones though, and it's it's related to this, is that this movie has entirely too much dialogue. Mm. There's more. This yeah. is a lot more dialogue than than Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor is capable of sustaining. <laughs> it's just far too much exposition, and between him and the kid, because mm-hmm. he obviously Arnie, God bless him, very good in many things, but mm-hmm. you know, far too many long speeches and dialogue based jokes in this that just kind of mm. I literally couldn't understand. Yeah, and the kid is not the best actor, and he kind of no. feels like he's rushing through all his lines a little bit, mm-hmm. in that way that nervous people who aren't very good at acting do. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, dropping lines a little bit as he's, like, slurring his words and rambling through these, again, overly wordy jokes. Yeah. And so there's long stretches of this movie, and I'm just like, I haven't understood a word anyone said for about 10 minutes' time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so lost right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I struggled with that. I literally don't know how it how it finishes. I wasn't on my phone. I didn't turn it off. I wasn't asleep. Yeah. It just didn't go in. It just it just, just, just it just vanished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it it doesn't also make any sense. Mm. And and this is this is the thing I found the most interesting about this film is that and I think this is why Kate chose it for us. This is a notorious disaster. Right. Like in terms of it, it was a box office failure. It got horrible reviews. It was really the first Arnie flop. Like it's he a was, shame because it's such a great concept. It's an amazing at, concept. At such an amazing time mm-hmm. in. In, in in movie history like it's two years after terminator 2 mm-hmm. this couldn't be fresher was it too fresh maybe it was i don't know but like because it's picking so much fun of the action hero trope mm-hmm. and this was just after action hero movies had peaked mm-hmm. it's the perfect time for it it's the perfect time for a movie with such a good concept absolutely and it didn't work well one thing i think you can really tell watching this movie and that i kind of guessed might be the case and then was proven to be correct. Uh, watching this movie, I was like, I bet this movie has been has about eight or nine screenwriters. I bet it's been written and rewritten, and, and that is actually exactly what happened. There's been like books and podcasts made about how much of a disaster this this movie would actually be a great subject for. Do go on. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they've never done it. Like, there's so many stories. I won't tell all of them because you know mm-hmm. we don't have time. But the, the long story short, it was originally written by an up and coming young writer called Zach Penn, mm-hmm. who was just a big fan of these action movies and wrote this kind of apparently very funny spoof you know that t- took the basic concept of a a self you know a, a person going into an action movie and the, the other characters not realizing they're in an action movie and yeah. playing with all the cliches all the things this movie could do very well mm-hmm. so this guy zach penn wrote it and then he sold it very quickly mm-hmm. but then it got passed over it got sold by the same students to the same studio that makes the films and then arnold schwarzenegger gets cast mm-hmm. 
And it's like, well, he wants to do it, but he doesn't want to make fun of himself too much. So then it got it got rewritten by Shane Black, okay, who is obviously who directed Die Hard and many other great action mm-hmm. movies. Then it got passed around. Carrie Fisher had a go at it at one point, writing like, it. Yeah, writing. Well, like she did, she do it writing. Yeah, well, like well, I don't know if she like wrote a new version, but she did like script doctoring, so she would like okay. punch up scripts and make them funnier. Yeah. yeah, it just got like so many rewrites and rewrites, and also it was, it was on a complete. It was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. Mm. It was scheduled to be the movie of 1993. That was the thing. They really pinned all the hopes because like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's this big action, but it's also a comedy. It's got a great concept. This is going to be mm-hmm. the studio. Sony pictures were like, this is going to be the one for this summer. Yeah. Uh, it came out a week after Jurassic Park. Oh <laughs> dear. This cost $40 million more than Jurassic Park did to make. Whoa. And I know you're not a big like, fan of Jurassic Park, but like. I was, I was, I was watching this and I was looking at it like, this looks fantastic. This looks amazing. Like some of the, the the car traces they're doing, and there's cars blowing up everywhere, and it's in like an intercity area at the mm-hmm. time. And like those explosions are definitely real. Mm-hmm. And like, and I know that because at various scenes, there's the occasional fake explosion that yeah. I can tell is not real. <laughs> but those ones that are real, that is that's a pretty impressive scene that they've put together here. Mm-hmm. This movie must have a budget. Yeah. No, it did, but also like the thing, there are parts of this movie I agree that look good but there's also parts that look like absolute shite yeah like it's really so i think it really you could see the money was frittered away in many ways mm. but yeah it was scheduled to be released in the summer of 1993 and they were determined to get this date to be the release date because it had to be the summer film they were they were determined not to delay it mm. and they ran out of time <laughs> and they literally had like had like 10 weeks to edit it and it had like disastrous like pre-screenings where it got the where the test audiences all hated it and then mm-hmm. yeah basically it just it was just a complete disaster mm. um and then it came out and completely tanked so it was it was it's just like there's so much other stuff about this the way this film was produced like the, the, there is have you know did you notice there's like obviously a lot of very like scantily clad women in this movie yeah so allegedly several of those women were prostitutes Right. Who were hired by the studio executives. That's another thing I was thinking. There's sometimes there's shots with like hundreds of extras yeah, all yeah. in costume. Yeah. Well it turned out and like again. like in the in the in the police precinct place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the some of the shots they'd put in that were insane. Mm-hmm. A lot of budget must have gone into that. Oh sure. I mean some of the police station stuff is absolutely yeah. Mm. Mental. But yeah, apparently, allegedly, rumor has it, probably true, that, uh, that, that all, these, all these studio execs were using the movie to, like, pay for their hookers. Oh, God. And, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like, money laundering. Um, and, and just, like, hiring them as, like, extras. <laughs> just putting them in the film just so they could, like, oh dear. chase, the, like, hide the money. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I mean, it, they do make a joke of, like, oh, where are all the ugly women? Everyone's super beautiful in this world. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, that, that's why there is, like... That a, joke works, it lands. It, it's, that's, a, that's a decent enough joke. But, yeah, it's... Uh, and by, by it works, it lands, it wasn't, like, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. It was more, like, oh, I, I understand. Yeah, that's the other problem. Yeah. A lot of the jokes in this film are, like, I recognise that reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. like, it's like, oh, what a great reference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very explaining rather than show. It's, like, yeah, it's telling rather than showing, mm-hmm. which is not my favourite kind of comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... I mean, I, there were parts of it I enjoyed. I did enjoy the general madness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it starts very strong. Mm. I think the opening scenes are a hoot. Yes. Like, because you've, you've got, well, like... It, it is and it isn't. 
Because mm-hmm. it goes on too long. It does, well, everything goes on too long in this movie. But I, I, I really like the opening, like, that's just Arnold Schwarzenegger making fun of himself. You know, the opening mm-hmm. scene is like a cold open mm-hmm. in a generic Arnie action film where there's like a hostage situation on a skyscraper. Yeah. He's punching people left, right, and center. He's getting threatened with his badge being taken away. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner shows up for absolutely no yeah. reason. Like, Tina Turner? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. See, I... I don't really know what Tina Turner looks like, mm-hmm. but I know what impersonations of Tina Turner look like. Yeah, sure. So when she came on screen, I was like, why does this woman look just like Tina Turner? Because <laughs> it's Tina Turner. <laughs> and then, for and one then that thought came to my mind and I was like, why would Tina Turner be in this? Yeah. <laughs> well, why would anyone be in this? Like, the, we'll get to the cameos, but yeah. like, yeah, she was the first of many. Yeah. But yeah, it's doing this whole Arnie bit, you know, that's only slightly more ridiculous than some of his, his like serious mm-hmm. movies. Um, and then it pulls out and we find that it's a little kid watching the latest Arnold Schwarzenegger franchise movie. And mm-hmm. this character who's called Jack Slater, who's like supposed to be like a very Arnie-esque action, action hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get all these great parody, like just Arnie taking the piss out of himself parodies. Like mm. Arnie and Hamlet. I loved that scene. That was fantastic. That was amazing. <laughs> to, it's the best line of the film. To be or not to be. Boom. Not to be. <laughs> that, that's the best line of the movie. I mean, there are, there are lots of, good quotes in this i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say there's there definitely some a few a few try hard moments but that was the that was definitely the one that stood out to me yeah i think i would have liked a whole movie of just a much shorter whole movie of just this kind of silliness really mm. just arnold schwarzenegger taking the piss out of himself because there wasn't really enough of that in, in the second half as mm. much yeah so uh but yeah then it, then it kind of pulls out into the world and like i said we've got this kid who's called danny who is a teenager living in new york with his uh widowed mother played mm-hmm. by mercedes rule who we mm-hmm. last saw in big Oh, so yeah. yeah, she's just obviously played a lot of mums in this kind of general early nineties, <laughs> late eighties period. And he's this like movie fanatic and he spends all his time at the local cinema, which is run by a faintly creepy old man mm-hmm. uh, called Nick, I think. Uh, and yeah, he, he's obsessed with this Jack Slater franchise, which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. who is called Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. Yeah. So definitely this movie in this, this movie exists in a world in which Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. is a movie star. And so he's been skipping school to watch all these movies. And his the old, the old man who runs the projector at the top of this, like all night cinema mm-hmm. invites him to come back at midnight to watch like a pre-screening of the latest Jack Slater movie. It seems like they just mm-hmm. play all Jack Slater all the time. Yeah. I guess. He's just got to watch him while he's like, Oh, the new one's just out. We've mm-hmm. got a midnight screening. So, so the kid is going to come to the cinema at midnight to watch the first ever screening of the Jack Slater four, I think it is or three. I can't remember, but before he can get there, he's the subject of a violent robbery, <laughs> which why was this scene in the movie? I'm not sure. At all. This is the, like, there's so many weird jarring tonal shifts in this movie. Like things happen where you're like, what? Mm-hmm. No, that, 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 that's not the tone I thought this movie was going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets like violent. His, his, his flat gets broken into by some, criminal mm-hmm. some crazed guy who chains him to a toilet and like threatens to stab him it's really <laughs> it's like really really intense and it never ever comes back yeah there's no, yeah. there's no payoff for that like it's not like when arnie comes into the world he like finds that criminal and beats him up and gets you know revenge for the kid mm-hmm. he literally it just it's just something that happens <laughs> yeah it's i don't know <laughs> It's trying to set the scene that he lives in a rough area. Sure, sure, sure. But everything you can do that, that so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like nothing that follows like particularly references that happening like that. That mm. you could. It's a really intense thing to happen to a little kid. But in this movie, it could be pulled. It could just be lifted right out. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't change anything about the, the narrative whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is in the police station, and you know he's, he's given a witness statement or something. 
And, he's, and then the, kid, the the police are just like, okay, you can go, you can walk home. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just he's yeah. just been like assaulted in his own home. He's like eleven years old, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it's midnight, it's five to midnight in New York City. Mm-hmm. Clearly, a very dangerous part of the city. Mm-hmm. You can walk home. You're, you're probably fine. Don't wait here for your mom or anything. We'll, we'll just let you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I noticed just before the criminal breaks into the house, he looks at his watch. It's like, oh, it's eleven fifteen. Better go down to the cinema for this midnight showing. Mm-hmm. Then there's the break-in. He gets handcuffed to the toilet. He gets threatened at knife point. At some point, he manages to escape and call the police, and they have to go in and give a whole witness statement. Then cut to the scene where he's in the police station, like, waiting, just being let out. He looks again over at the clock in the police station. It's 11.55. <laughs> this has all taken place in the space of 35 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. He's been robbed, made at the station, given a statement, and is being released in the, st- in the space of 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Madness. <laughs> So then he gets to the, then he gets to the cinema and he's just in time to watch his Jack Slater movie. And does this when he gets the magic ticket, which again I don't think is explained particularly. Well, it, it is, and it's also over-explained. Uh huh. I forget. I forget what what point the guy gives him the ticket, but this guy just comes up the the, the projectionist, the projectionist Nick, yeah. com, comes up to him and says like, "So Houdini once gave me this ticket." <laughs> And it was given to him by an Indian man. Mm. And it was given to that Indian man by a Tibetan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, what's all this detail? What's this paper trail you're building? Yeah. Up yeah. <laughs> um, like, and I never had the guts to use it. Oh, like, that was a real like wave away weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, why did you never use this magical golden ticket you would hold on to? Oh, I, 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 I never had the guts. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> um, like, do, you, do, you, do you want to use it? Oh, yes. Okay tear it in half right there's your stub what that's like a yeah how, how old is that ticket it's yeah been given to multiple people you just tore it in half what <laughs> i know it's, it's it's like a it'd be like an heirloom or something surely it'd be yeah worth, yeah yeah and it's it's never it's, it's never talked about that this ticket isn't single use mm. oh it's such a mcguffin the ticket it's just purely a, a thing to put in to yeah and i guess move that, the plot along. and i guess that it's torn in half so that there can essentially be two tickets later on oh yeah yeah I don't know. <laughs> when I was about your age, Harry Houdini played this theater, and my pop took me backstage to see him after the show. And he made a gesture, Houdini did, like this. And all of a sudden, this was in his hand. And he said to me, he whispered, he said, this is a magic ticket. It was given to me by the best magician in India, and it was given to him by the best magician in Tibet. It's a passport to another world. It was mine, and now it's yours. And now it's yours. What's it do, Nick? I never had the courage to find out. I had the ticket for years, and I wanted to try, but uh, I guess I was afraid it wouldn't work. See, I was your age. Houdini was like a god to me. What if he was faking? And then again. So he takes the magic ticket, and he uses it to kind of check into the cinema, and he starts watching the new Jack Slater film. And in the middle of the film, there's a car chase with explosions, obviously, Mm -hmm. classic Schwarzenegger. And then a bomb is thrown mm-hmm. and it comes through the screen yeah. and lands right next to him. Yeah. And then it goes off and he wakes up and he's in the car. Mm-hmm. And now the, our, our hero, Danny, the little kid, is now 
mysteriously in an Arnold Schwarzenegger slash Jack Slater movie. Mm-hmm. Now, two things here. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's not injured at all. No, he's perfectly fine, yeah. So, well, I mean, they, they do kind of comment on that. Well, I mean, the explosion happened in the real world. True. And it was enough to throw him through the screen. True, true, true. So, like, <laughs> he should at least have, like, even if it was comical, he should at least have, like, singed eyebrows or something. But no, nothing. He, he basically wakes up in the in, in in the back of Arnie's car. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when later on they go back into the real world, into the cinema, there is no damage. No. <laughs> it was a magic bomb, Harry. It a was bombing magic. A stick of dynamite went off in a cinema. No damage. It was just an explosion of magic. That's all it was. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. But yeah, he's now in this very intense car chase scene and i did like how over the top the car chase scenes were mm. like there's literally cars exploding every two minutes like they're just mm-hmm. rolling off the i mean again the body count in this movie must be through the roof you know yeah. the, the, the collateral damage on this mm. move for these characters must be insane yeah like, so they're driving up around the around the highway just being chased by villains for reasons unclear and arnie's just kind of like oh who are you and i'm gonna really try and refrain from doing arnie impressions because it's not good <laughs> but he just kind of accepts that this kid is randomly in the back of his car. Mm. And then they end up being, I guess they, they they kind of, the kid just keeps commenting on everything. He's like, we're in a movie. We're in a movie. This is a movie. And that's like the next 20 minutes of the film. Oh, it's really annoying. Yeah. Like, I don't understand like this kid's whole, the whole half, half hour of the film that it takes to get to this point mm-hmm. is setting up that this kid loves these movies and is obsessed with them. And like, there is happy place. And when he's in one, he never seems to just like enjoy it. Mm. He's never like, oh my God, I'm in an action movie. Great. He's just like, this is a movie. You're a movie character. Mm-hmm. That's a cliche. Like he's just, all he seems to want to do is like tear it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I get very, it's like a comment on like toxic fans. I don't know. Probably not, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I did, I, did, I did wish he would shut up a little bit. And it takes him way too long to work out that he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, well, we obviously, we the audience know. Yeah. So can you just catch up, mm-hmm. please? Yeah. Because it's frustrating <laughs> you not knowing. Yeah. I mean, some of the jokes were good. I liked it when the, the set randomly changed. He's like, this is a different set. Like, yeah. that, that was good. But like, yeah. a lot of it was just like, this is what would happen if you were in a movie, which we're in. <laughs> You're going to love it, Jack. I mean, we're perfect buddy movie material. I'll teach you to be vulnerable. You'll teach me to be brave. Hi. I'm Jack Slater's new partner. Jack and I will be working together for the duration of the film. You know I'm right. If this was a real world, I mean, they wouldn't make me your partner. They'd assign me to a social worker. Here's one. Tell me how I know they tortured Frank and then stashed him behind his front door. Because I saw it on screen. Because this is a movie. You're very clever. And the only reason why I'm not roaring with laughter is because someone killed my favorite second cousin. That's a big... Big mistake. That is what you were going to say, right? Gee, how would I know that? No one likes a smart ass. This sets off this, like, film within a film kind of plot, Mm -hmm. which really is complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some random stuff about... There's a gangster, and there's another gangster who's who's like a hitman who's played by Charles Dance, who's yeah. the best thing in this film by far. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, I don't know, there's a, Arnie's second cousin who gets killed. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah, Charles Dance is a hitman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a hitman with a crazy fake eye that he switches every few minutes for a differently designed fake eye. Just for fashion. Just for fashion. It's, it's a fashion eye for sure, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a, an, a villainy eye. Yeah. 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 Um, 
<laughs> villainy. Like. Yeah. Who, and he murders Jack Slater's second cousin. Yes. Which is, and, and the joke of this is that it's like, it's a very like loose relative. It's like, mm. you killed my second cousin. <laughs> Big mistake, you know. Oh, doing it again, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he does that by tying him up and leaving him in, in his house where the police are then given a tip off that there's some kind of drug trade in this house. And so there's two police officers and then Arnie shows up out the blue mm-hmm. with the kid, finds his cousin tied up mm-hmm. and his cousin, second cousin tells him some bit of expo- exposition like, oh, the, the Vincenzos and the Fabarelli gangster crime syndicates are coming together. Mm-hmm. And then he just dies. Yep. And then Arnie pulls up, like he's got like a deck of cards in his pocket <laughs> and each card is a number counting down for five to one. Yeah. And the house just explodes. Yeah. Like cool. the, the whole house explosion. How? Yeah. <laughs> and again, I did enjoy the. That, that feels like a very sort of action movie way of a countdown happening. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's it's, um, it's completely absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of this is absurd. Yeah. But again, like I quite enjoyed then that one of the police officers is then like impaled on a tree. He's like this old grizzled cop, mm. and he's impaled on a tree, and he's just, his last words he goes are, "Last day before retirement, or two days till retirement." Like, yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty decent. Yeah. But it was like. It was sort of an expected joke. It wasn't surprising. It was just like, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. He said it. Yeah, great. Yeah, okay. moving on to the next yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, the kid is just constantly trying to convince Arnie that they're in a they're in an action movie. Like mm-hmm. they go to, well, the, he takes him downtown. Arnie takes the kid downtown to the police station, which is this very large, very flashy mm-hmm. police station where, as you mentioned, all the women are dressed in weird futuristic they're not even dressed as like action movie characters. They're just, no, they're not. They're just dressed as as, as as if they're in this some weird like futuristic fetish club. Yeah, there's lots of like, which was strange because I was like, I I can't picture any action movies where women are dressed anything like. No, this. No, not really. Like if they all had like comically large breasts, mm. and yeah, we're just like police officers in like tiny skirts, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. But none of them resembled police officers. No, not at all. They, they it really looked like they'd been pulled out of the Fifth Element or something. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But then you've also got the giveaway that it's in a movie is that there's a there's like a desk where all the odd couple, like the, all the odd couples, are getting paired up. You know that that's a big cliche of action movies. That there'll be like the the straight cop and there'll be some wacky mm. psychic. Yeah, so yeah. be like the Catholic cop and the rabbi, or yeah. you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> paired up with a lecherous cartoon cat. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, oh, how can this not be a movie? There's a cartoon cat right over there. Mm. And then he's like, yeah, that cat is one of my best men. Like, <laughs> cat's also voiced by Danny DeVito, of course. Because mm-hmm. who else is going to voice a, a, a sexually harassing cat? You know what cat. <laughs> but that's not really explained too much either. Because like, so in this weird Jack Slater film universe, are there cartoon characters as well? Evidently there are. It was very like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. It was definitely that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. It felt because if it was like a, like a Wreck It Ralph situation where it was like mm. it's all the movies all in one. You know, we've got Mario here, we've got Donkey Kong, we've got you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Ariel. They probably could, they probably couldn't get the like the film rights to actually use real references. This is they just kind yeah. of did some random stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. You're right. If they'd really like gone in and everyone was like a specific character, like if it was, I don't know, is there a cartoon detective? Was Top Cat a detective? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But no, it just felt like it was, it was full but, of weird well, knockoffs. Well, like, other than that cat, everyone seemed like they were supposed to be from the Jack Slater movies. Maybe, yeah. But the Jack Slater movies, they didn't really look like the sort of thing where there'd be a cartoon cat. No, no, exactly. Yeah. more like a Lethal Weapon kind of franchise. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, so, I don't know, it just threw me off a little bit there. Well, the director of this movie directed Lethal Weapon, so... Right, okay. That kind of, you know, probably explains it a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they also meet his boss, who is the guy who shouts all the time and is completely mm-hmm. incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's constantly threatening to take away his badge. Mm-hmm. And he decides to punish Jack by assigning him a new partner, that partner being Danny the little kid. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that's, you know, just walk into a police station and, mm-hmm. as, a, as a minor and then be a police assistant. That, that's mm-hmm. how it works. So yeah, now they are the odd couple. It's it's the yeah. it's Arnie and a child cop, mm-hmm. and they're like on the they're like on the case for this Charles Dance Hitman kind of thing, and the kid's just constantly trying to prove that it's a movie. It's got to be a movie. He takes him down to a video store uh, where they see that like Termin- the Terminator franchise still exists, but it now stars Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Good joke. He was reasonable, but yeah. there's not there's not a lot of. If they'd had like a Stallone cameo where he's like doing a really bad Arnie, that would have made it funnier. Yeah. Like if they, it was if it had been like showing on the TV screens in the video store and it was like Stallone doing a bad Schwarzenegger. Because mm-hmm. they got... Um... Or if they just sort of recreated a bit of Terminator, like some scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and did that, that would be good. That's what I mean. That would have been really fun. Mm. I mean, they got John called Van Damme to make a little cameo in this. So, you yeah. know, could have been him. They also got Watch-His-Face, the Terminator from Terminator 2 to have a little uh, actual cameo. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone cameos in this movie. It's insane. Mm. So, yeah, then they go and... Could they... If they couldn't get Stallone to do that, given they could get Van Damme to to come in, could they not put him in... That's what I was going to say. That that could all... Just say he was the Terminator and and just forget about Stallone. Yeah. Because then they could have done something with it. Yeah, that could have been actually quite funny because then, I mean, who is Van Damme if not the knockoff Stallone? Mm. So that could have been a joke in itself. But, yeah, yeah, it didn't really go there. But... Yeah, so it's just kind of underlining that there is a world in which Arnold Schwarzenegger exists, but in this world, he's just he's been lifted out because Jack Slater exists instead. Yeah, uh, they go and visit Jack's daughter Whitney, mm-hmm. who is this blonde, buxom kind of very shrill. I feel like this character got lost in the edit completely because mm. she really comes and goes in the movie. Yeah, she does. She has, has quite an introduction, and then she's just not in it, and then she shows up for like a minute, and then she's not in it again. Mm-hmm. So they go to visit her in her apartment, and then Charles Dance and his crew attack the apartment. Charles Dance end up, ends up stealing the ticket, mm-hmm. the magical ticket into Filmland, but he leaves behind a he leaves behind a glass eye bomb. <laughs> One of his glass eyes is left on the floor. Yeah, and there's a little kid that goes, "Oh, hey, the the bad guy left his mm. glass eye," and then the, you see Arnie and Danny go, "No!" and then the whole house explodes, like yep. the kind of size of explosion that would fully kill them. Like there would be <laughs> nothing left of them. Completely. Yeah, and but other people do die in this universe. Yeah, like so I was like. The, did that little kid die? He's never seen again. Well, Squinty, whatever he's called. Squeaky or Squinty. Well, they really, like, there's no explanation why all the main characters didn't die in this explosion. Yeah. But they really could have just passed it off by saying, oh, we've got character armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We've got plot armor. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they kind of do later on when they're like, the whole point is that the hero never dies, but True. everyone else can die. There's mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah, because the kid, I think there's a scene shortly after this when the kid is trying to play chicken. There's a lot of scenes where they play chicken where, like, Arnie will drive at full speed towards the villain's cars, knowing that the villains will inevitably lose their nerve first. And yeah. And he's doing that on his bike and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I can't die. I can't die. Oh my God. I'm the comical side character. I can die. And then he jumps off his bike. Like, <laughs> so I guess he, anyone can die, but Arnie, but mm-hmm. somehow this kid does survive this explosion. Chicken it is. I'm a good guy. This has got to work. I'm a comedy psychic. Oh, shit. I'm a comedy psychic. It's not going to work. 
so yeah, Charles Dance has now got hold of the ticket and he escapes into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, and Arnie and Danny then follow him into the real world where Jack Slater has to reckon with the fact that he's not in a action movie anymore mm. and think he doesn't know how to deal with real world reactions. So for example, when he shoots a car with a single bullet, it doesn't explode. Yeah. It's just got a little hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when he jumps over a, a moving car, his back goes out. Mm-hmm. Like this, this could have been like a fun movie in itself, but yeah. they did, again, they, didn't, they just didn't really like land the jokes for me. No. Some of it was decent, but then he, he also sees a poster for an, for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Mm. And then he realizes that his, his whole life, he realizes that, that Danny's been right the whole time mm. and his whole life has just been fiction. Yeah. He, he's a fictional character and he gets very depressed about that. And then it gets kind of a little bit dark because then it does a flashback to show that like he had a son who was killed in one of the movies. <laughs> and he's like, that was all just for fiction. Mm-hmm. That, that, I've been in therapy about that. That's tortured me. Like, <laughs> But he does cheer himself up by sleeping with Danny's mother. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like it's heavily implied that they spend the night together because yeah, yeah. the kid wakes up and goes, were you two? And they were, they're both wearing the same clothes and the kid's like, oh, you, we used to go up all night. Mm-hmm. So then Charles Dance, his plan, I mean, this is very, I had to Wikipedia what the plan was because I honestly had no idea what, like. I, I haven't no slightest idea. No, I mean, could, do you have any memories left of this half of the movie? Or? I genuinely don't know what happens to Charles Dance. Yeah. Um, he, he does die. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that impacts your sequel writing, but he does nah. die. Um, so I, as I could piece together from this incoherent plot, Charles Dance's plan mm. is to kill the real Arnold Schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. and somehow that will allow him to unleash all of the villains Mm -hmm. from movies Mm -hmm. because he goes back into a movie we assume and finds the killer from the cold open movie from the beginning like Mm -hmm. the last Jack Slater movie who's like this weird faced guy who like likes to stab people Mm. and he tells him this stabby McStab face guy to go to the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing and murder Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah and it's this, this like glitzy New York premiere for the movie. Yeah. For the new Jack Slater movie. And we've got real Arnie and also we've got fake Arnie mm-hmm. at Jack Slater. Mm-hmm. And we've got, our, we've got all the cameos now, all the random 90s cameos. We've got Little Richard shows up, MC Hammer. <laughs> little Richard. Little, it's so random, yeah. yeah. You know who I was surprised not to see? Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, really? Normally, yeah. if there's a cameo in a 90s or 80s movie, she's there. Mm. Didn't see her. I mean, I don't blame her, but... <laughs> was so so expecting a brief like talking head from Whoopi Goldberg here. Yeah. So... The psycho killer tries to kill real Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Jack Slater jumps in and saves him at the last minute. Real Arnold's like, you're the best I've ever seen. Like thinking it's a, it's a lookalike. Yeah, it's a body double. A yeah. body double would look like. Yeah. And he thinks the whole thing is a, is like a publicity stunt by the studio. He's mm-hmm. like, I wish they'd tell me they're going to do this tacky shit. Like, <laughs> and, it end, and it ends up like there's a big chase. And, it, and I was a bit disappointed that real Arnold Schwarzenegger then just disappears. I would have liked more of like the two Arnies. Yeah. That could have been like a fun bit, but. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But it ends up with like a recreation of the rooftop scene from the previous Jack Slater movie where, because mm-hmm. in the previous movie, we saw, we saw how the, the killer had his little boy mm-hmm. with like a knife to his throat at the top of a rooftop. And he's, mm-hmm. it's like raining and it's like, you know, classic action movie. Yeah. And there's also a quite a funny bit where he says like, drop the weapons or the kid gets it. And he throws his gun down. He goes, do you think I'm stupid? And then Arnold Schwarzenegger like literally pulls out 15 guns from every orifice of his body. Like mm-hmm. it's, that, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, re- they recreate that now. And instead of his son, now they've got Danny. The, kid, mm-hmm. the, the killer has Danny on top of the rooftop. And yeah, there's a, there's a standoff. The killer gets electrocuted. Like he, th- he throws the Danny off the roof and Danny's like hanging onto a metal, metal mm-hmm. bar. 
The killer gets electrocuted, but then at the last minute, Arnie gets shot, or Jack Slater gets mm-hmm. shot by Charles Dance, who mm-hmm. shows up out of nowhere. Then Charles Dance does a bit of villainous exposition, then he also gets gets killed. Mm-hmm. And then Arnie does another great, great quip. He goes, no sequel for you. <laughs> <laughs> but then when Charles Dance dies, he's holding the magical ticket, mm-hmm. and the magical ticket floats into the air, yeah. and then lands back down on the street outside uh, an indie cinema that's showing like an art house an art house showing of um the seventh seal which is a famous mm-hmm. black and white ingmar bergman movie about death mm-hmm. and this allows the character of death mm-hmm. to escape through the screen it's the weirdest part of the movie for Cause, me because it really didn't make it i mean it was quite fun but it really didn't pay off particularly mm-hmm. so death played by ian mckellen mm-hmm. which is fun just walks out of the screen and starts killing people it's ian mckellen in what i what i believe to be his first major movie role He's been, he's, now looking on his IMDb, he's been in movies since like the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Which Just because you've never heard of them doesn't mean they're not major. Uh, yeah, it does. How dare you. Okay. Um, I have no further point. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes, he's more. he was more of like a, a theatre kind of guy. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he was still famous, but obviously it was pre-Lord of the Rings by some... By about 10 years. And he still looks about 70. And, and, and X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. X-Men was the next movie that I heard of after this. And that's like eight years later. Was X-Men before Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it was 2000. X-Men. Okay. Lord of the Rings is like 2002, three and four or something. Okay, fair enough. Well, anyway, it's it's Ian McKellen. He still looks about 70. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Arnie, Jack Slater is dying. It's, it's weird seeing in this because like he just maybe it was the way he's made up or just the age of him was like, he looks a lot like Patrick Stewart in this. Yeah. <laughs> you think that at all? I didn't, but I know what you mean. Mm. Like, yeah. like, they don't look at all similar, like, the way that I know them now. No, no, but, sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just when his face is a bit smoother, he just looks a bit like smooth Patrick Stewart. I could see it. Yeah, I could see him in this role. Mm. But yeah, meanwhile, Jack Slater is bleeding out and dying because he's been shot. And because it's not a movie, he could actually die. So Danny realizes that he needs to get him back into the movie land quickly or before he dies so mm-hmm. that he can survive because yeah. obviously the hero never dies in his own movie yeah not until the grocers go down <laughs> so he's like trying to drag jack to the screen but he, obviously the ticket is lost so he asks the creepy old man for help and the old man finds oh no that's it so he, he, the ticket's lost it's blown away into the breeze of new york mm-hmm. so they think all hope is lost but these he still takes him to the cinema but there's no way back in there's no magic so it looks like all hope is lost for jack slater mm-hmm. But then deaf Ian McKellen comes like strolling in and randomly just saves the day by just, because he, I think he's, the kid's like, you can't take him, you can't take him. And he's like, I'm, I, I, he's not on my list, it's fine. You are though, but yeah. he's not on my list. <laughs> so that this kind of implies that he's actual deaf. Yeah. Because he says, oh, he's not on my list because he's a movie character and they don't die. Mm-hmm. But you are, but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's actual deaf, but he's just stepped out of a movie. Yeah. So how is he actual deaf? Uh... He should be a mo- He should be movie deaf. I guess, yeah. Mm. Um, but if movie death has all the powers of death mm. and the knowledge of death, then what, what what difference does that make him? Well, he wouldn't know about real people because he lives in a, he lives in a movie. It's a different universe. I think he's pretty smart. Maybe he knows. Okay, I mean, uh, yeah. There's, there's no answer. The answer is there's no answer. Yeah, so, yeah. But it, but it, that does mean that if like they did it to a movie where there was like God or something, mm. it would be actual God. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, thank God the Passion of the Christ wasn't on or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, anyway, Death gives him a hint. He says, if I were you, I'd look for the other half of that ticket. Because mm-hmm. obviously the, the old man ripped it in half at the beginning. And mm-hmm. now we know why. Yeah. So they go racing through trying to find the other half of the ticket. Just in time, they find it. 
managed to transport Jack Slater back into movie land where he survives. Obviously, he recovers immediately because superheroes don't die. Mm-hmm. Danny gives him an emotional farewell and goes back to uh, goes back to his real life. Yeah, and then... as being a very sad 10-year-old in a lot of danger. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, that's back to his childhood trauma. <laughs> not not like, a very satisfying Like, like nothing's actually changed in his life. He's had, a, yeah. he's had an adventure, but nothing's changed. He, he's not changed perspective on his life, which no. is normally where they will go with something like this. Mm. But that's it. So one of the things, like, because I said a lot of the problems with this film was that it was rewritten and rewritten and rewritten many, many times. Mm-hmm. One of the things that got lost was originally it was supposed to be a lot more about the dad. Because... Mm-hmm. In the there's like a really throwaway line where the mum kind of says, you know, I, did, I never thought I was going to be a widow before I was forty, kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So he, his dad has died, mm. and so the the original story was supposed to be that the kid is so traumatized by his dad being killed, mm-hmm. and like movies are his escape his escape mechanism to cope with his grief, mm-hmm. and then obviously he gets sucked into a movie, and then at the end, I guess when death comes, it was supposed to be like, you can't take him. You already take him. It should have been like a confrontation with death because mm. the kid's already angry with death because death's taken his dad, mm-hmm. but none of that really comes across at all. <sighs> Steven Spielberg should have done this. He would have done he, a better job. He yeah. loves sad children with like dead parents. Like that, that's classic Spielberg. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This could have been, I mean, I mean, there is a really bad ET shout out, which looks much worse than the original when, this- he's, when he's on the bike. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think if someone like Spielberg, who has like a real sense of childhood wonder and magic, mm. had done this, mm-hmm. it would have uh, been would have been better. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, the the original writer who lost the movie, like the the the, the, kid, the guy who originally wrote it, who mm. got it taken away from him, and then it got rewritten by Shane Black and Carrie Fish, all these other people, and he like had no control over the end thing. And he said like the movie was so far away from what he wanted it to be. This mm. like smart parody. That guy Zach Penn went on to write. Um, X2, all right. Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and Free Guy. Yeah, so the, 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 yeah. those last two, they definitely, definitely I, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did well for himself, even though this one didn't work out for him. But. Yeah. So yeah, you wow, can he really could... has a thing. Doesn't <laughs> he? Yeah, he's really <laughs> escapism in the movies, yeah, for children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah. Everyone needs a thing. Right, is that a heavy plot point in X2? Like well, alternate I, universes kind of thing? No, not, not that I can remember. I've yeah. not seen it in a long time. Mm. But in. Yeah, Ready Player One and Free Guy. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very this. The parallels are there. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess he just keeps trying to get it right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is no. Free Guy the best one? Uh, I thought you said you liked Free Guy. What was that something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, I, I like Free Guy. Because Ready Player One was a bit meh. I hated it. Yeah. It was awful. Mm. But that was also based on a book, so I guess he just adapted it. Okay. Yeah. What a weird book. Yeah. I've never read it. I don't know. But yeah. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I think it's like... Like I said, it, it could have been a really good idea. Mm. Well, it was a really good idea, but it did, the execution just isn't isn't there, really, is it? Yeah. No. no. Too many cooks, big old mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No! No sequel for you. Uh, okay, shall we do some drinking games? Sure. Okay, so first one I've got is drink for a cliche. Drink for a cliche. Like a two days away from retirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a know a knowing cliche, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I would have liked it more if they were just like exaggerated but not commented on. Mm. Like cause every time the kid's just saying, That's an action movie cliche, mm-hmm. you're gonna say this now. Of course you can't die. Blah, 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 blah. If they'd just done it and like he was living it but not constantly commenting on it and making it seem like one of those T V shows you watch on, you know, like greatest movie goofs or you know, all mm-hmm. those shows like that. Like it would have yeah. 
I think it would have been better if it hadn't like been so heavy handed with it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Very good though. Uh, drink for cigars. Yeah. Every yeah. time Arnie has a cigar in his mouth or if he smokes a stick of dynamite as if it's a cigar, <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Uh, drink for a cameo. A cameo. Yes. Yes. So, so who we got? So Tina Turner in the beginning for absolutely no reason. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, there's two kinds of cameos. There's the, mm. the cameos that are like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. The Terminator from Terminator 2. Mm. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. And I think a few others. And then there's also just, just weird superstars that are there for no People reason. People who just show, yeah, like yeah. yeah, like Little Richard for no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Belushi, MC Hammer. like A lot of like very 90s ones as well. A lot of them haven't aged. For, I, I'm, I'm sure there's lots that you wouldn't even have noticed. Mm. Yeah. So you def- definitely drink for a cameo. Mm-hmm. Drink for explosions. Yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. Um, drink for a quote. Drink for a quote. What were, what was your favorites? So to be or not to be, not to be. That's mm-hmm. definitely one of the best ones. Um, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like, it I don't even he, quite understand that as one. As he said, oh, like acres as in, oh, it's hurting. Yeah, it's aching. Oh, I it's, just got that now. It, here's two things that are aching, a couple of acres. Oh, that was it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it was great because like you just said, you want to be a farmer? I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Something's coming in. <laughs> And then I'm like, here's a couple of acres. And I'm like, what? That's a real what? thinker. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I get it. Oh, okay. And it's the, he's already moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I said, like, I mean, Arnie does, a, he gives good pun. That's what he's, one of the things he's famous for. Mm-hmm. But some of these were just, yeah, you really have to think about them. And mm-hmm. the delivery doesn't isn't the, isn't the clearest, you know? Yeah. But other lines he did, I mean, that cat is one of the best men I've got. That was a line I enjoyed. What one? That cat is one of the best men I've got. Um, <laughs> no sequel for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow up and have all the joys of adulthood. Acne, shaving, premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. Who is this movie for? I have no idea. Like, that's it. Because it really feels like it veers between being very much a kid's movie mm-hmm. to then jokes about premature ejaculation and mm-hmm. people getting blown up and killed left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not a good film. No. Drink for crocodile shoes. Oh, yeah. He's got those crocodile shoes that... Many a close-up of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, similarly, I had drink for any just weird costumes mm-hmm. or costume choices. I mean, there's many weird, yeah, yeah. The, the background characters are just, especially in that police station, they're just, yeah. yeah. Also, another little detail I liked, it's it's a joke that many of the um, slightly adult cartoons have done, which is when, when the main character opens the wardrobe and all their clothes are identical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, The Simpsons have done it, Family Guy's done it, I think Free Guy did it as well. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, drink every time you can't understand a line of dialogue due to, due to either bad acting or incoherent accent work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. I've got, uh, I've got a few more. Drink for concealed weaponry, mm-hmm. hidden guns. Drink every time he says big mistake. <laughs> drink every time Danny comments on what's happening in an annoying way. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and drink every time the Charles dance flips a glass eye. Oh yeah. 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 Drink for uh, a new eye. Drink for a new eye, yeah. Drink drink every time the daughter screams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the funeral scene because it made no sense and it would have lifted right out of the movie. What funeral? For the Mr. Farts-a-lot guy. Oh, right, that yeah, yeah. completely absurd half-hour sequence that, again, <sighs> makes very little sense. Yeah, I don't remember what that was. So, I mean... We, we, I, I remember it now, but I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, so he t- they turn up at a funeral uh, for this... I think Charles Dance and the other, other villain have, as part of their plot, for reasons completely unclear, they've shot a very fat person mm-hmm. and then they've 
filled his body with exploding nitrate or mm. some yeah some kind of gas and then set it so that he'll explode and take out half the town basically mm-hmm. and then arnie has to go, it, it this did to be fair this did probably was the only time i laughed out loud when arnie goes up because he knows that this corpse is filled with mm-hmm. filled with gas and and he, he walks up and he's like he was a good man he was a flatulent man <laughs> and, and then he goes what's that like arnie doing like proper comedy acting always tickles me because he obviously you know yeah wouldn't. he's like what's that and he's doing like a second voice like oh my god is this man is alive and then he's just like weekend at birding the corpse just like mm-hmm. flinging it around and like he's like this man needs a doctor i'm a doctor <laughs> check his chin <laughs> yeah this that this that was pr- that whole scene and it was pretty absurd and then he falls in ends up falling into like a pit of tar mm-hmm. and then the next scene the tar is completely wiped clean like you just see him like wipe himself with a mm-hmm. towel and then he's like wiped clean like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. It just, it just none of it made any sense. That's the problem. Mm. There were individually funny scenes, but it just, it didn't, it didn't make any sense, and it was really hard to follow what was going on. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because there was also F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham, the the other villain who oh, the, the yeah. cat, the cat shoots. Yeah, There's so much going on in this film. There really is. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it defeated us, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, just, I'm struggling to talk about it because I just don't remember. Yeah. very much of what was going on because it just didn't go in like i say i don't remember how charles Dance died yeah i, I his barely glass remember. Eye exploded i think was it i think so or maybe arnie shot him in the glass eye something yeah well it wasn't particularly clear no mm. clearly it wasn't for charles Dance. <laughs> great okay well i guess those were our drinking games Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle? The towering 93%. Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. Okay, so ready when you are. All right, okay, so the sequel idea I've got here is called Last Action Hero 2 Into the Metaverse. Into the Betaverse, uh, okay. Me- metaverse. Metaverse, Metaverse, okay. You know, like Mark Zuckerberg's Metaverse. And yes, 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 okay, sure. I thought, like, Betaverse was, like, a pun on that, but sure. Okay. No. Okay. I mean, if, they, if you think that works. No, 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 yeah, stick to your guns. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to claim that this is going to be better than that. Sure, okay. Because uh, <laughs> it might not be. So, anyway... 28 years later, whatever, it's now. Mm-hmm. The other half of that ticket blows around until it eventually gets found by a new character. Okay. Who I've cast, uh, I think I think you pronounce his name, Gatin Ma- uh, Matarazzo. He plays Dustin in Stranger Things. Okay. Oh, you love pulling from that Stranger Things cast, don't you? Well, I just... I mean, he would be a good fit for this. Too, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I thought. Like, yeah. he would actually be a good fit. I, I definitely want a, 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 a younger person to be in the role because it kind of, you know, mirrors this and... Yeah. And just 
be a bit playful with it. Okay, I can see that. He yeah. just works. And sure. Okay. I will never cast Finn Wolfhard in anything. He gets cast in way too many things. Yes, in, indeed. He's never anybody's favorite character. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's probably going to stop getting cast in everybody, everything quite soon. Because uh, it doesn't seem like it's working. But... Unless, yeah, Ghostbusters does. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. anyway okay. Um, so Dustin is hanging on a photo to this guy from now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't bode well for him escaping that character, to be honest, does it? <laughs> He is a class A nerd. Uh-huh. He watches loads of films all the time mm-hmm. and he keeps up with every cinema release. He's probably more up to date on Marvel than I am. Okay. Anyway, he finds this ticket and he very quickly works out it's a movie ticket. He sees that it's glowing and he's seen fancy movies before. So when he comes into contact with a glowing movie ticket... Does it just literally blow across his path one day? Yeah. Okay. Um, when he comes across a glowing movie ticket, he very clearly magic... He very quickly supposes that something might happen if he takes it to a cinema. Okay. Like, this is clearly the start of some sort of adventure, so let's let's go for it. Okay. Um, it's the kind of pace that this movie should move at. It's just like, yeah, get from A to B, don't explain things, it's yep. fine. Yeah. If it's a meta kind of movie, the characters should know, that sh- should realise things as quickly as us, the audience, can realise things. Sure, sure, sure. That's what's happening here. Okay. So he goes to the latest showing of whatever's on at the cinema. Um, I've said it's Free Guy. Okay. Um, didn't didn't realise it was the, the same director. So there's there a you little, go. It could be a nice little, yeah. little nod to him. Yeah. Um, same writer, not director. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, obviously they don't accept his weird magic glowing ticket. <laughs> Strangely that, enough, no. it, it doesn't have a QR code on it. Yeah. Uh, um, so he just buys one for a fiver, but keeps the magic one just, just in his pocket, just in case. Okay. He starts watching the film, and when Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. He puts on the glasses and gets all those in-game graphics. Mm-hmm. You, you saw some I actually didn't watch Free Guy. No. Okay, cool. Well, you, you know what it I is. I never will now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at one point, Ryan Reynolds puts on these glasses and he gets all the in-game graphics showing to him he's in a video game. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, so does Dustin back in the in the cinema in the real world. Okay. There's like lots of graphics and like health points and, you know, stuff like just around the place. Oh, okay. So Dustin waits until Ryan Reynolds' character, the name was guy character mm-hmm. it's i pre- see free guy okay pretty, pretty basic mm-hmm. he waits until guy works out he's in a video game and so then dustin walks up to the screen goes to place his hand on it and he falls through it and he finds himself in the film with guy okay and he goes straight up to him and says come with me if you want to live that's not a ryan reynolds line is it so dustin goes up to guy and says come with me oh, if you okay. want to live because he's just quoting films because that's who he is okay he's a massive film nerd okay guy now wanting to leave what he thinks is just a video game world Mm -hmm. immediately base thinking he's a video game character and he's gonna get out okay but then when they arrive back in the real world dustin has to try and explain all this to him well what he really is he's not a a person trapped in a video game he was actually a person trapped in a video game trapped in a movie oh okay but guy being ryan reynolds he's not very clever Mm. and he just can't understand it so he thinks he's a real guy who got trapped in a video game yes but don't get hung up on, on it it's not important okay but yeah because ryan Reynolds, he just he just can't get it okay. and also he's really annoying he uh-huh. makes loads of awkward jokes and no one actually likes him yeah sounds about right yeah and so just when dustin is about to give up on this absolute idiot and throw him back in the movie and give up he notices there's paparazzi all around because mm-hmm. they think they're snapping photos of Ryan Reynolds. Like, oh, sure. Sure, he's a dumbass, sure, but he's a A-list movie So this star. is still a world in which Ryan Reynolds exists, yeah? Yeah, sure. Okay. And this gives Dustin a very big idea. Okay. So smash cut sometime later. It's a YouTube stream. Okay. Hey, everyone, it's your boy, Dustin. You're watching Outside the Movie, where I'm interviewing actual film characters taken from the movies. Celebrate <laughs> 100 million subs. Today, we're going into the metaverse. 
I'm joined today by The Rock from Jumanji, Truman from The Truman Show, Neil from The Matrix, and of course, the Merc with a Mouth himself, Deadpool. So everybody, how do you feel about knowing that all your worlds were a lie, and is this the real world? Should we start with you, The Rock? Welcome to Outside the Movie. So he's doing a... He's, like, he's doing like a video podcast where he's in, 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 yeah. where he's interviewing actual movie characters. Like an interview like show. Yeah, I like that. To just see like, you know, what, what, what's Neo got to say about this? That's fun. That sounds like a, a fun kind of sketch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got a little bit of script here, which I'm just going to text you. Okay. And uh, then, we'll, then we'll, we'll go through that together. Okay. So who am I playing? All right. So you're going to play every, uh, every other character I've written it out. So if you, if you start, with, start with The Rock. I'm um, being The Rock. Yeah, so uh, I'll just finish off that last line from uh, from Dustin. So, should we start with The Rock? Welcome to Outside the Movie. Well, hi, Dustin. This is my best rock impression. Thanks. Well, hi, Dustin. You sound very similar. To be fair, you two do look similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the muscles, yeah. yeah. To be honest, I was already a kid stuck in a game character, so it wasn't even in my own world, really. I'm happy that I'm here, and I'm not being eaten alive by hippos. And then Truman from The Truman Show says, Where's the maker? Are you the maker? I have to speak to the maker. He controls everything. And then Deadpool. Dustin, babe, none of the worlds are real. The House oh, of Mouse bought out and destroyed our world, and you brought me here. But this isn't real. It's just the ramblings of a lazy podcaster. And then Neo from The Matrix says, This isn't the real world. This is just another construct from the machines. Before flying away through the ceiling. <laughs> and then Dustin says, Interesting ideas, all of you. So, Deadpool, let's expand on your idea there. This is just a film pitch on a podcast. How can you be sure? That's my thing, Dustin. That's my superpower. Neo can fly and fight. Truman has catchphrases and product placement. And The Rock? Well, he's just so goddamn charming. My power is knowing where the fourth wall is. Haven't you ever wondered what that ticket you're holding does? It doesn't just dive into movies. It dives out of them. So why don't you try diving out of this podcast? But where would I go? I don't know. Probably some weirdo's apartment. Okay, let's do it. But first, I just want to talk about the sponsor of this episode of Outside the Movie, ExpressVPN. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I've got. Okay. I tried to do a little bit of conversation, and I didn't really know where to go when suddenly they try and uh, escape from this podcast. I like that idea of them, yeah, being, uh, yeah, he sets up an interview with um, the, all these movie characters and, like, cashes in on them. Mm-hmm. But then maybe they like start running amok a little bit because like a lot of these are actually super villains or, you know. Yeah, I was thinking, so there's so many different things that you could do if you're, um, say you're, you're doing a panel show with just four characters because mm-hmm. um, you could do like, well, here's four different versions of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty hectic. Yeah, it would be, that could be one of his podcasts. He gets all the jokers together. Yeah, or just like true. loads of Tom Cruise characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. But then, yeah, Gary then Oldman characters. Yeah, but then he can't control them. They end up like invading the world and then mm-hmm. maybe they're all interacting with the the actors who played them mm-hmm. and maybe switching yeah i don't know causing chaos yeah so i was thinking about that and then if it just all becomes public like this mm. then it could also become a thing where people just want to go and live in the movie so like you asked me at the start of this mm-hmm. like which movie could i would, would i go into if i had the choice and so i'm completely off this idea that i pitched now mm-hmm. but like people could go and live in different movies and characters could come out and live in this world or go and live in other movies and just all the all the walls of different universes just fall down. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, chaos would run them up. Chaos would run, yeah. We would probably all turn into zombies. And I think probably that's it. usually how these things end, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, The Last Action Hero 2, Into the Metaverse. Into the Metaverse. I like it. Very good. Okay. 
should we move on to mine? Mm-hmm. I've also just got the one idea. Uh, it's also a little bit long. My one opens back in the movie world, back mm-hmm. in Jack Slater's world. Okay. Uh, it's some time later. Uh, he's continuing his life of constant adventure, but he notices some strange things beginning to happen. His office has suddenly gotten a lot smaller. Like the police station, it's suddenly a lot mm-hmm. smaller than it used to be. His cars aren't quite as flashy as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his beloved colleagues, they're just kind of randomly disappeared. Oh, they're, not, they're not around anymore. He comes home from work one day. He half-heartedly shoots the bad guy in the closet as he does yeah. every time he gets home. <laughs> Uh, only to find a now adult Danny waiting for him. I did like that 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 joke that he made after doing that. Like, yeah, yeah it cost me a fortune in wardrobe doors. Yeah. <laughs> also, the amount of glass doors that get smashed. Like the, the, the police chief's glass door gets smashed literally yeah. every scene. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he finds the adult Danny, who he's not seen for like 20 years, waiting, mm-hmm. his, waiting in his apartment. He's like, Danny, what are you doing here? And Danny explains that something terrible has happened. Back in the real world, Arnold Schwarzenegger has announced that the next Jack Slater movie will be the last because he's made like eight or nine of these things now. And they're Mm -hmm. almost at the point of going straight to streaming. Like they're just not Mm -hmm. as popular anymore, which is why the budget's kind of fallen through the roof. Mm -hmm. They've all been, they've all been failures. So he's vowed that the next Jack Slater movie is going to be the last one ever. Not only that, he's vowed to kill off the character. Oh, damn. So Danny's gone back into movie world to rescue Jack Slater before he gets killed. Because if he, as far as he knows, if he dies in, if Arnold kills the character, maybe the character just dies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this is his friend. This this guy, he had an adventure 20 years ago. Yeah. So Jack Slater now has to go back with Danny to the real world to convince the real life Arnie not to kill the franchise. Mm-hmm. So the two of them go back into the real world again. And I'm thinking a lot of this movie can just be like a series of wacky misadventures as they try to track down the real Arnold Schwarzenegger while also kind of posing as him. So obviously, you know, he's a pretty noticeable person. Oh yeah. Because yeah. this is the thing that this movie didn't do enough of like, real world people body switching yeah. yeah or not even body switching just like yeah mistaking him for arnold schwarzenegger and mm. the excitement that would cause mm-hmm. and he really did it with the mom and that was it mm-hmm. and a tiny little bit of the premiere so that could be a whole thing but ultimately they're trying to track down arnie but jack is not the best at blending in for obvious reasons yeah and it's soon trending all over social media that arnold schwarzenegger the actor has been acting very strangely lately mm-hmm. um just going back a bit mm-hmm. so the <laughs> I'm sorry, I, w- I will let you continue. That's but right. uh, the mum, she, she slept with who she thought was Arnold Schwarzenegger. We assume, yeah. After very quickly meeting him. Yes. How quickly after meeting, like, one of the most A-list celebrities in the world, mm-hmm. do you think you'd allow yourself to sleep with them? Oh, immediately. Yeah? You don't know how much time you're going to have. Like, you know? without, a one-time thing. without very much explanation, if I brought Chris Hemsworth to your apartment... Sure, yeah. Would you go to town on him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't you? I might join in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's soon trending on social media that Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor, is, is behaving very strangely lately. Mm-hmm. They finally track down real Arnold Schwarzenegger on the set of Jack Slater 9, Vengeance Never Dies. Nice. Yeah. And I'm thinking that actual Jack Slater can be really mind-blowing about like being on a, a movie set that re- that looks <laughs> like his actual life. Like That's going to be really weird for oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's, he, he can be like completely blown away by that and like he thinks he knows everybody and yeah know. he keep bumping into colleagues wouldn't he but they're just the actors he play them so mm. yeah he doesn't and like like maybe the guy who played you know because the, the guy who played the police officer the police chief who's like mm. literally just shouting and spitting nonsense and you can't understand a word he's saying maybe like when he's not performing he's like very like upper class british kind of very well to do mm. and speaks very slowly and p- properly it'd be like that dodgy episode of red dwarf where they went and met the cast of red dwarf yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that kind of thing but good yeah. <laughs> So they ultimately confront Arnold Schwarzenegger in his trailer 
and tried to talk him into changing his mind. Mm. But Arnie refuses to listen. He says, look, I'm sick of this character. He's a relic. He's a has-been. He's not even profitable anymore. Last time I played this role, I won three Razzies. <laughs> and maybe Jack Slate's going to be like, wow, what an honor. Congratulations. He doesn't know what that means. Like, <laughs> so the duo beg him to reconsider, but he's unmoved. And ultimately he threatens to call security to get them out of his trailer. Yeah. So thinking fast, Danny pulls out the magic ticket, opens a wormhole to movie land, yeah. shoves Arnie into it. Actual, Actual Arnie. Arnie into it. Yeah. Okay. Any movie specifically? or Into Jack Slater land. Right. Yeah. So then Jack Slater's like, what are you doing? And Danny says, do you have a better idea? I'll go in with him and see if I can change his mind. In the meantime, you stay here and stall this movie. Mm. So Danny jumps into Jack Slater-verse with real Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. whereas Jack Slater's now left having to impersonate Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. You following? Yep. Good. Okay. So Jack is now posing as Arnie, struggling to pass himself off as the real Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he needs to stop this movie from being made, obviously, because if it gets finished, then he will die. Mm-hmm. So he tries to slow the movie production down by by just being a bad actor, mm-hmm. by like fluffing all his lines <laughs> and just being really bad. Um, pretending. Pretending, exactly, yeah. But the team are kind of a little <laughs> bit too p- prepared for that. So you can see, like, <laughs> you can have, like, some bitchy crew members being like, oh, my God, he's even worse than usual. Mm. Don't worry, Mr. Schwarzenegger, we'll fix it in post. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then he starts claiming that he has some issues with the script and he demands rewrites. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that does manage to stall things for a while. He manages to put the movie on hiatus for a few months while they retool it and rewrite it. Cause mm-hmm. he's just that powerful, you yeah. know? So that buys him some time. Uh, while he's doing that, while he's got this downtime, he, he familiarizes himself more with real world Arnie by watching all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's films. Okay. And he's a little bit disappointed. He's like, all these characters are just like me. <laughs> So then after a few weeks of him being on hiatus from this filming role, his agent calls him and says he's got two movie roles lined up. He needs to pick which one he wants to do. There's an incredibly lucrative cameo in the next MCU movie, or he can take a low paid but meaty role in a small Austrian indie drama. Okay. And Jack Slater thinks about this. He goes, I'll take the indie drama. (laughs) I'll do something different. Back in Filmland, meanwhile... The real Arnold Schwarzenegger is very much enjoying his newfound lack of backaches and impotence. Rather than listen to Danny, he's actually happy to stay in film world indefinitely because like he can't get any older. He won't get injured. Mm-hmm. He feels he's got boundless energy again. He feels 20 years younger. He's never been happier. He's like back in his prime. So he just absolutely won't listen to Danny at all. So having failed to convince him, Danny reluctantly goes back to the real world switches on the TV to immediately see a celebrity report all about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is from the, this is the, the news report. Comeback King Arnold Schwarzenegger has been picking up Oscar buzz for his powerful against type performance as a dying baker in the tear jerking Austrian indie hit Jürgen's last troop waffle. <laughs> He's never given De Niro any sleepless nights before, but could the King of action be hanging up his guns forever to reinvent himself as a serious actor? Our critics say maybe. <laughs> So Danny is absolutely horrified, naturally, mm-hmm. and he tracks down Jake to confront him. I've actually done some dialogue as well now, so I'm going to text it to you. Do you want to be Arnie or Danny? Danny. Okay. So you've got the first line. What do you think you're doing? Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't make sensitive indie dramas. Kid, all my life I've been a one-dimensional character. Do you know how boring that is? Finally, I've got a chance to really express myself. But what about Jack Slater? Eh, leave that to my lookalike. Danny is then forced to go back to Filmland and try once again with the original Arnie. They also have a conversation. Kid, I told you before, I'm not going home. I'm having the time of my life here. But you've got to get back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just you just made me do that accent. 
But you've got to get back, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Jack is out of control. I don't care. <laughs> He's tarnishing your reputation. I'll survive. He's making Oscar bait. Good for him. I still say Jingle All The Way was robbed. <laughs> He's getting paid scale. Opens a portal. <laughs> so Danny and Arnie go back to the reality where Arnie and Jack fight for control of real world Arnold Schwarzenegger's life and career. After a very destructive fist fight leaves the set completely destroyed, but the two men evenly matched because mm-hmm. they are the same person. Mm-hmm. Danny steps in and begs them to make a compromise. Cut to three months later. The real Arnold Schwarzenegger is back on the set of Jack Slater 9, but it's been retold. Instead of a franchise killer, it's now a reboot that gives the character hidden depths. It gets <laughs> rave reviews as a, and is a box office smash. Okay. Meanwhile, in Slaterland, things are also returning to normal, except Jack has now set up a small independent theatre group where he can direct and star in his favourite Shakespeare plays in between adventures. Nice. And that's the end. Nice. What was it called? So that is the end of Last Action Hero 2, Reboot This. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah I was pretty pleased with that one. I yeah. Like it. I yeah, like no, it found somewhere for it to go. Definitely a good one. Cool. Shall we move on to listener submissions? Sure. We have a few this week. Uh, Kate McGregor said, Last Action Shiro. It's the yeah. movie is remade for 2021 and it now stars Gal Gadot. Nice, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Rob Bennett said, Last Traction Hero. An aged Arnold Schwarzenegger tries to get back into film world after a real world accident leaves him on crutches. Sure, yeah. Andy Smith said, Last Fraction Hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger teams up with an alternate dimension version of himself to save the world with maths. <laughs> Gary Mills said, First Stasis Villain. Mm-hmm. Last action hero, first stasis villain. Yeah. Keith Raddick said, last action hero, rise of the cameo. Nice. Stu Shields said, last action hero, a song of fire and ice. Charles Dance faked his own death and escaped into a rival universe where he rose to power as the most evil man in all of the seven kingdoms. Mm. Over on Twitter, cinema underscore recall said, I love this movie. I bought it on the best format for movies. I don't know what that means. VHS? Blu-ray? I would love a sequel that has Jack Slater team up with a female action star to address the issues of toxic masculinity, extreme wokeness, and the problems of each one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cinema Craptaculous at Craptaculous said, Danny has grown up with a son of his own. They're estranged because Dan buries himself in his work as a Hollywood exec. But when a rival studio purchases the rights to reboot Last Action Hero, Danny and his son get back into the alternative version of this world. So I guess that's not a million miles away from mine where they have to go back in and rescue jack slater from a re- an unintended reboot mm-hmm. and finally blokebusters just hadn't got a sequel pitch but just chipped in that this is possibly my favorite arnold, arnold schwarzenegger film sure it's gotta be someone's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good for you blokebusters yeah. <laughs> so thank you everybody for those sequel ideas we ask for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts on facebook and twitter where you can post your ideas mm-hmm. so make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out to listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, in all of which you can also leave us a five-star review if you so wish. Mm-hmm. And next week, Harry, yeah, uh, I believe it's a you pick. Yeah, so next week is it's the start of December, mm-hmm. and so it's building up to Christmas. Yeah. I believe you've heard of it. I, I am familiar with the concept of Christmas, yeah. Good, good, good. And so this will, in fact, be our last Christmas season Aww. before we before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. And Wrap uh, up? Uh, oh. This is why the podcast is like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's taken a toll. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we've done four Christmas seasons before this, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, what, 16 movies or something? Something like that, yeah. There are not that many good Christmas movies. True, true, sequels. yeah. 
as we, as, as, as we found out in the last year or two yeah so rather than like try and really like squeeze them out i thought we'd do something else okay and given it's given it's wrapping up i wanted to do a season that we'd never done before mm-hmm. and so i'm calling this season saint nicholas cage oh very good saint nicholas like, cage because it's like saint nick mm-hmm. christmas mm-hmm. yeah santa claus he is the patron saint of bad movies so. Nick, it's nicholas cage so we're gonna do a season on nicholas cage Hooray, movies. yes um not should sure, be a good time not sure how long it long long it'll be we've already done a few nicholas cage movies some of the great ones mm-hmm. but we have not done face off we have not done face off and we we couldn't possibly end this podcast without doing face off so. absolutely so listeners do please join us next week where we'll be celebrating saint nicholas cage miss with, with classic face-off. face-off. Fantastic. Cannot wait. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. See you, See you next, next week. Time. Bye. To be or not to be not to be.